This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. So again tonight, we begin to move into the Word of God. Go with me to the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter number 12. You know, I I don't know right now how your life is. It just seems like, and I don't know that this ends in the society we live in, but it, it seems like we're in a continuous race. We're just busy. We are busy, busy folks. How many of you are just busy? Just busy. And it seems like this time of the year, everything almost is elevated. Where, man, you're just running, you're just running. I mean, I, I have to be sent a calendar to tell me what I'm doing. And I've had stuff every, every night this week. And I said to Shelly, you didn't tell me I had that. And she said, give me that. I know you do have that on your phone calendar. Well, I have a tendency when she sends me, so I just erase them. I just erase my phone. I just erase stuff right and left. <laughs> I get tickled because it really irritates her when I do that. But why? I don't know. But anyhow, I, I just, a couple times this day, I, I've sensed the Lord just really say, man, just slow down. And every one of us, we have the thought, I can't slow down. I, I got this. I got this. I got this. I got graduation. I got this. I got. But. There in Luke 10, the, the Lord spoke to two sisters, Luke 10, 38 through 42, where this is, to two sisters, Martha and Mary, and Martha was just so busy. And it was like the Lord said to her, Martha, Martha, girl, you got to chill. You're troubled about many things. You're worried about many things. You're just going, 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 going. And he said, but your sister Mary... She's found that good part. And you know what the good part was? She takes time to sit at my feet and hear the word. Now when I look at that, we're all going to walk like Martha or we're all going to like Mary. One of the two. And so I encourage you, man, when you get in that, just come to a place where you can just sit at the feet of Jesus. And I found this out in my own life. When the Lord really gets me to be really, really quiet, you know what he wants to do to me? He wants to minister to me. He says, man, you are depleted. You need a fresh touch of me. Well, that fresh touch of God comes from just sitting at his feet. And it may be putting on praise and worship music. It may just be singing, you're the God of miracles. And then begin to get in his word. And and again, if I'm not careful... And I'll just blow right through that. Just run through it and say, ah, that didn't pertain to me. Well, it does pertain to you. And so again, and I encourage you, just slow down. And that has nothing to do with tonight, okay? That was free. There you go. Just a few thoughts that sometimes the Lord impresses me to share things. Because I'm the same as you guys. I get real busy. So we're in Romans 12. Now before we get there, oftentimes as human beings, we have this thought. Well, oh, so-and-so ought to be blessed because, you know, they never miss church. Oh, so-and-so, they ought to be blessed because, man, they've been in church for 20 years of their life. They ought to be blessed because they're, they're good citizens. They don't break the law. And, you know, oh, so-and-so is going through a really, really difficult stretch right now. 
and they, they really deserve to be blessed. So again, we have those thoughts as human beings, but we don't play by man's ways or man's rules. We play by God's. And over and over I see in the Bible the thing that moves uh, uh, God isn't man's needs. It's man's faith. And so again, we've got to go to the place in, Bi- in the Bible where we get faith, which is the Word of God, and, and to operate in the realm of faith like God desires. I have to come to a place in my life where I don't just hear the Word of God, I view the Word of God as the absolute truth. If God said it, that's it. There's no ifs, ends, and buts. Now, you, you've probably heard me say this many years ago. There was a car in front of me, and it had a bumper sticker. And the bumper sticker said, God said it, and I believe it, and that settles it. Well, it sounded great. I thought, yeah, yeah. God said it, I believe in that. So, well, right there, just this thought came into my mind from the Lord. And the Lord said, I said it. And whether or not you believe it or not, it's settled. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, yeah, that's it right there. You said it, God, and it's settled because God said it. So we begin here tonight in Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, I urge you, brethren, fellow believers of Jesus Christ, by the mercies of God. Now, hold hold on to that thought right there. He said that by the mercies of God, you present your bodies living sacrifices. Now again, I, I can't do that out of my own ability. He tells me again that by the mercies of God. So you know what he's telling us there? That we begin to live in in that scriptures and we say, Father God, I I welcome your mercy to help me present my body to you as a living sacrifice. Now, what this is getting over to here, in the Old Testament, remember, they would give animal sacrifices. But here he's saying we should give our bodies or all that we are as a living sacrifice to God every day. Woo, I'm presenting myself, Father God, to you every day. Everything within me, I'm giving to you. Holy. That word holy means devoted. You know, that word holy has become politically incorrect within the church. Let's not talk about holiness. But it's interesting, the Apostle Paul said... One of the ways you present yourself a living sacrifice to God is you live holy. You live devoted. Acceptable, well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. Now, when I begin to look at those words, reasonable and service, the Greek for both of those words Say, it's a, it's a rational response to God's mercies that we commit ourselves in acts of worship. Kind of like we did tonight. That's my reasonable service. Man, I go in before God and I begin to worship Him. And my worship is not only from my heart. Man, I express it from my hands. My knees, we become so passionate with it. 
How many of you have ever been around people that are just passionate with their acts of worship? You know, we raise our hands a little bit. I'm just going to say this. I don't have to be politically correct. That's why I like to worship with black people. That's, that's why I gravitate to Lyrica. And, and, and you know um, Aloha Johnson when Aloha's here. I don't see Aloha when she comes in. I hear Aloha. She's so expressive and I think, man, Lord, you got to help us white people. Got to help us. We don't clap right. Well, let's get off that. But anyhow. Yeah. We'll spend eternity with all of you in heaven, okay? So again, it's an act of worship. It's just everything within me. Now, look what he says in verse 2. And do not be conformed, molded, or shaped to this world. Now, what he's talking about here, don't be formed with this outer, this outer fashion or this outward appearance to the world. When he talks about the world, you know what he's talking about? When we talk about the world, he's not talking about this planet called Earth and the trees. He's talking about this godless system called the world. And he said, don't be conformed to that. Now watch his wording here because it really gets good. But be transformed. But be transformed. So when I see the word transform there, I think in lines with a caterpillar and a butterfly. And there's a transformation that takes place. And so I look at this and I think, you know what? If I'm conformed to this world, I'm going to live like an old worm or a caterpillar all the days of my life. But, but I come transformed like the Bible tells me, and I become a butterfly. Now, how do I become transformed? Watch what he says. By the renewing of your mind. In other words, he's telling us here, You've got to change the way you think and you've got to become committed to the ideals of the Word of God. So the way I become transformed, I begin to think in line with the Word of God. The only way that's going to happen is for me to get into the Word of God. And so for you to be transformed from that caterpillar to that butterfly, you've got to get in the Word of God and you've got to start thinking in line with the Word of God. And a good book on that, now it's an older book now, but it was Joyce Meyer's book, The Battlefield of the Mind. That's true. And so I change the way I think. I think in line with the Word of God. And again, you've got to look at it in this sense. The Word of God is the absolute trust, the truth. The, that's it. So if people ask you the question, what do you think of this? You say, well, what does the Bible say? Because there's the truth. Okay, so he goes on and say, renew your mind, renovate your mind to the Word of God. Why? That you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Now the word prove there means to test and prove by practice in everyday life 
that God's will for us is good, that God's will for us is acceptable, and God's will for us is proven. And so something begins to happen when I begin to live by the Word of God in this line. So we got to think in line with the Word. In other words, you got to get rid of that stinking thinking. So what happens when I begin to think in line with the Word of God? Well, my thoughts are formulated by the Word of God. And my thoughts are formulated to our purposes. And our purposes dictate our actions. And our actions themselves become our character-determined habits. And they set the course for my future. Got to renew your mind to the Word of God. I got to renew my mind day by day by day by day. Now, I want you to take you to an Old Testament passage. Go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 4. Proverbs, chapter 4. And you'll begin to see what begins to take place when I renew my mind to the Word of God, when I begin to live by this. Well, stuff begins to happen. Let me ask you something while you're turning to Proverbs 4. How many have you seen a change in your life in the last year? That's good. You're growing. How many have seen big changes in the last 10 years? Oh, my gosh. See, again, it, it's, it's a steady dose of the Word of God. You keep getting in the Word, and God will keep getting in you. And, man, and he's, just, he's a sculpture. It just keeps chipping on us. That's the Word of God. That's what begins to happen. And the more I delve into the Word of God, the more it changes me. Proverbs 4, verse 20. My son, give attention or pay attention to my words. The Amplified says, consent and submit to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them, my words, depart from your eyes. Man, I got to see the word. I got I to look at the words with my eyes. Keep them, my words, in the midst of your heart. Let my word penetrate deep into your heart. And so when you begin to look at what he's beginning to talk about here, I gotta continually get the word of God in me. Verse 22. For they, my words, are life to those who find them. Now, when you look at the word there to those who find him, you know what that tells me? You're gonna have to search for them. Think about this with the word of God, it's buried treasure. And man, you gotta go after buried treasure. But it's interesting, his statement here, he said, they are life to those who find them. And so you think about this, man, you're, you're deep sea diving for treasures. And I'll guarantee you, you're down there at the bottom of the ocean, and you find a big old chunk of gold, guess what? You're not going to let go of that, dude. It's life to those who find them. What would happen if we viewed the Word of God as a treasure like that? I believe that's what he's telling us. you got to get it. He goes on to say, now this is a great statement. And health 
to all their flesh what is the Word of God. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart springs the issue of life. Put away from your mouth, a, a, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. You know what happens all the times, and the reason I believe he warns us in this area is because many times the area that feeds us is this thing called our tongue. Life and death in the tongue. So guess what he's saying? Get your tongue in line with the word of God. So we begin to see here what begins to happen. Man, when I renew my mind with the word and I begin to take ownership in the word. And so as I'm reading this passage here, he said, you got to get it in your hearts. It's got to become so real to you. And so one of the verses that, that bears witness with that right there is John 15, verse 7. Jesus himself said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So now we got to go back and we circle the word abide. Remember the word abide. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you. The word abide means to live in. You got to live in it. Day by day, you got to live in the Word of God. You got to keep getting the Word of God day by day by day by day. And you make it a part of your life. Man, it's rooted on the inside of you. So when stuff starts happening in your life, whether it's the good, the bad, or the ugly, you know what comes out of your mouth? The Word of God. Scripture. Man, it's in your heart. You speak the Word. Now, I want you to go all the way back into the New Testament, way back in the back to 1 John chapter 2. If you've gone to Revelation, you've gone just a little too, too far. 1 John is tucked in there between 2 Peter and Revelations. Another one's in there, Jude. 1 John chapter 2 is where we're going to begin. I believe it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago on Wednesday night. We studied the different degrees of faith. Remember, uh, Romans 4, it said he had weak faith. He had strong faith. We looked at two passages in Matthew 8, where Jesus looked at the disciples and said, yeah, little faith. Then remember in, in, in chapter 8, uh, starting about verse 5 with the centurion, Jesus said to the Roman centurion, he said, I haven't found such great faith in all of Israel. So we begin to see the different measurements in faith. So this passage that I'm getting ready to, to read you here, John addresses different groups in the church, and he doesn't address them according to physical age, but according to their levels of spiritual growth. And his purpose in this passage here was to encourage them to further their progress. Now, this is, this is an incredible passage here. 1 John 2, begin with me in verse 12. Now, I'm going to read verse 12 and 13, and then I'm going to come back, and, and we're going to break it down. But I want you to look at the different, the different levels here, okay? I write to you, little children. One translation says, boys. Because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. 
I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. And I write to you, little children or boys, because you have known the Father. Now, if you'll note there the three categories. There were boys, young men, and fathers. Now, when you begin to look at what he's talking about here, when a baby is born biologically, he has everything he needs to grow up into adulthood. He just needs to grow into it. The same is true in our spiritual progress. Now what you're going to begin to see here in verses 12, 13, and 14, there's a starting point for every one of us. Back to verse 12. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his namesake. So what we're seeing here is, is, is the stages of godly development. The first one was little children. But as we feed on the sincere milk of the word, 1 Peter 2, 2, that's what we grow by. How do we grow by? By we feed on the sincere milk of the word of God. So the only way I'm going to leave that babyhood or that little children stage is I got to get in the word. You're going to have to get in the Word, and you're going to have to stay in it. So when he makes this comment, what he's saying there is when he says, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake, he's telling us here, we see that there is more to salvation than the forgiveness of sins. Now, I'm not downplaying that, and he wasn't downplaying it. Think about that. That's the beginning point of your Christian walk. When you say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I receive you into my heart as Lord of my life. Right then, you become a child of God. But he doesn't want us to stop there. Man, there's a lot, a lot of believers. That's where they've stopped. And that's not his desire. Now, look at the, look at the next one. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. Now, when you see here the, the, the stage of fatherhood, it's a designation given to saints who have come to a place where they know God as friend. You can go back and you can look. There were only a couple of them that God said, friend. He called Abraham his friend. And so these are, are people right here that have a long, long, long standing relationship. Years of just serving God. Years and years and years. And you see their faithfulness. I write to you young men, young men in the faith, because you have overcome the wicked one. You have learned to battle temptation and you won. So begin, we begin to see right there. Are there areas in your life you're battling temptation? Yeah, every one of us battle things. And he said, but you overcome. And so the ones that overcome, you know what he's just telling us? You're going to a new level. Now, I didn't read verse, verse uh, 14, but watch what he says here. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. Now, it's in, 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 uh, interesting that he repeats the same thing right here. 
So again, he's telling them, you get to this stage right here, the, the fatherhood stage, by just staying with it. Staying with it. Day by day by day by day by day. And then he goes back and he says, I have written to you, young men, because you are strong. And how did they become strong? And the Word of God abides in you. So now he declares another level of, of maturity. You've become strong, and the way I become strong, it's the person that learns to abide in the Word of God. It says, okay, Lord, I'm going to live in the Word of God. I'm going to live by the Word of God daily. And he says, and you have overcome the wicked one. So when you look at what he's talking about here, it's an important question that we ask ourselves this question. Are you progressing to new levels of your spiritual walk? Because he tells us how to do it. I keep progressing. I keep progressing. See, wouldn't it be sad in the spirit realm if we could see ourselves this way? That down this hallway in the little bitty guys' classrooms, they have those little bitty blue chairs. Little bitty blue chairs. And spiritually, even though age-wise or physically, I could be a grown man, but spiritually, I'm still fitting in one of those little spiritual, uh, the little blue chairs. Now, Jim Hyde's not in here. Jim's a big man. He's a big man. Big, big. And so, get this picture here. I got this little blue chair right here, and I got Jim sitting in it. That'd look kind of funny, wouldn't it? It'd look kind of strange. But I wonder this in the spirit realm if this is may how we look at times. And so guess who controls the, our, our growth and our development? Only we do. Only we do. Now I can tell you some of you in here, I can get around people in here at times and man, I look at you and I can tell, woo, woo, look at them go. Look at, I mean, it's very noticeable. But what happens is when you begin to see People that just become faithful with the Word of God. Faithful and faithful. They're in battles and temptations, but you would never know it because they become strong in the things of God. And they begin to abide in the Word of God. And so again, i got to get in the Word. i got to get in the Word. Now, I had more Scripture to go to, but there's no need going there because I've exhausted all my time just about. So let me just tell you some of the areas that I believe the Word of God has released in, in 1 Timothy 6, 12, he said, fight the good fight of faith. Fight. So it's a fight. But it's a good fight. And so he said, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. That word eternal life was cross-referenced in my Bible to Revelations 14, 6. Revelations 14, 6 says, and lay hold of eternal life. Where it says eternal life in Revelations 14, 6, it says, preaching the word of God. So the way I lay hold of eternal life is through the word of God. So again, every stage that we go in in this good fight of faith, it's going to be centered around faith through the word of God. i got to keep getting the word in me. The word, more word that I get and the more word I act on, the better off I'm on. So again, 
Uh, Mark eleven twenty two. the Lord said this, have the God kind of faith. Have the God kind of faith. So how do I release the God kind of faith? Mark eleven twenty three 23 says, And whoever will say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast in the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but he believes those things he saith, he will have whatever he says. So guess what begins to happen? To, to walk in the good fight of faith, i got to get the word in me. But if you want to see things take off in the faith realm in your life, start speaking the word. Start speaking to the mountain. Start saying to it, well, what do I speak to the mountain? Tell it what the word of God says. This is what God's word says. And so again, when I begin to look at everything we've even talked about, I, I got to renew my mind to the Word of God. I got to get it where it's the absolute truth. And then I start developing different stages spiritually. See, guess what? I'm trying to think how many years it's been now. 30, 38 years ago, I gave my heart to Jesus. 38 years ago. Arlen, how many years ago did you give your heart to Jesus? 29 and 18, that's 47. He's been going 47 years. Dang, Pastor, you're brilliant. You picked that up real quick. Right up here in the kidneys. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.